it can either break you or make you. And if it breaks you, you know what? You're just gonna just be broken, physically and mentally. Oh, I haven't seen a, a tree or a plant since since 2003. The only thing that I've seen is a spider in the corner, and I find them little bugs sometimes, and I feed the spider. That's about the only closest thing to nature I have. It's not to the point where you want to commit suicide. But sometimes I'm at the point that I'll be wanting to write to jail and say, just give me the death penalty. Just give me the death penalty, man. If you could put every emotion of the human spirit of hopelessness, pain, agony, hatred, frustration, uh, a sense of, of, of continuous silently screaming, all these emotions and while you're locked in this cage treated like some animal, most people wouldn't even treat an animal like that an animal who was suffering pain uh, they would take him to the vet and get do something for him i gotta take a lot of deep breaths before i came in here <laughs> just being around people it, it's it's not an awkward it's a good feeling but it's still an anxiety feeling because i haven't been it's like wow i'm, I'm around i'm around free people i'm, I'm around regular people This is a behavior modification, psychological, uh, low-intensity warfare against the mind of a human being. That's what exists here at Pelican Bay. It's the same thing day in and day out. It's just psyching ourselves out to make the best of the day. It's kind of robotic. Have you just spoke to 100 guys today? You the same thing. I get up in the morning, I wash up, I drink my cup of coffee. I get up, I brush my teeth, I drink some Water, brush my teeth, clean, clean the cell, clean the seat, sweat the floor, the walls. You do certain things just to fill up that time. Where you can hear the vent and you focus on it. Man, did I just hear a whisper right now? And the person starts focusing on this little noise because the noises and the vision are the senses. And that's what we have to constantly survive. But if I had a window to look at, I think. If they came by every half an hour, I'd be sitting in that window. Yes, I committed a crime to come to prison, but don't make the assumption that my current situation here being Pelican Bay Shoe is due to my continuous criminal behavior because I have grown that a long time ago. 
mankind has a history of ugliness and humankind also has a history of beauty it's in all of us and you need laws to have a society not go into chaos ultimately people have the ability to look at what is bad and good in a way that is not insulting not aggressive not with bullets through psychology creating a better understanding of each other everybody deserves a chance thank you for taking your time to hear my voice because our voices are rarely heard okay 911 once the cops and the coroner have gone things must be put back in order even when things will never ever be the same it's gruesome work but someone's got to do it when a life ends in the worst possible way in the vicinity of Maryland or Washington DC it's often a cue for Louise Burkhardt to start work Louise excels at a job few want and even fewer could stand to do I go out to scenes of homicides, suicides, decomposed remains, or any kind of biological incident and clean up and restore it to the situation that it was prior to the incident occurring. The first thing we do, obviously, is we observe the situation because every situation is totally different. Today we're dealing with a suicide. Sorry to meet you like this. That's okay. The lady that we're dealing with, her husband committed suicide and he had three children. Basically, what I'm going to do is go in, look at everything after I see exactly what we have to deal with, and we'll go ahead and start working. Okay. Thank Thanks. you very much. Now Louise must grapple with the horrors that lie beyond the bedroom door. She focuses on the process. Yeah, take, go ahead with that one, take it all in. And what I'm going to do is pull the other sheet so we can wrap it all in that. They must look closely. What seems to be a tiny stain may be masking a hidden mass of residue. What it does is it works through and it can be larger underneath than it is from the top surface. If we can't properly clean something, obviously we have to remove it and dispose of it as medical waste. Sometimes the crew must remove threats to health. Other times, they try to shield survivors from even more heartbreak. We take high-powered lights and check and recheck and recheck to make sure that we have everything so that when the family comes in, they don't have to deal with something unexpected. We're looking for if there was any overspray of blood any tissue, um, teeth, um, it could be anything. Okay. There's times where you found body, actual body parts, whether it be a nose or somebody, they shot themselves, it's their eye. It's right there. That's a piece of skull. You have to search everything in the area to make sure that there isn't anything left behind. Louise has been cleaning up after death for 11 years. It's a profitable business, 
Lately, her son Matt has been helping his mom in the field. To support herself and her children, Louise started out working on contract with the local medical examiner's office, transporting bodies. We started having people ask us when it was a homicide or a suicide. Well, could you clean this up? And to be honest with you, I didn't think I could. Um, however, I turned around and at one point I he said, yeah, we'll give it a shot. And we tried it. But we still thought it would just be a little side. It was a little sideline kind of thing. We did not expect that there was much of a need. But the market for post-mortem cleanup crews grew with surprising speed. The new niche dovetailed with a sideline of Louise's. I had another business, a regular maid service. And I have to say that if you're going to be cleaning for a living, this is definitely more satisfying than being a maid. Amid her heavy schedule, with its inherent sadness, Louise tries to stay upbeat. The best part of my job is having people say, what a difference we made. People really have gratitude for what you do. They, after they're in those situations, they realize what it would be like if they had to do it, and they're really grateful.